till we couldn't shake no more. We got down on our knees when cancer knocked at our door. We got kicked in the ass. We gave lots of sass. Oh, when it rains, it falls into this half full glass. Oh, thanks, cancer. Thanks, cancer. Thanks, cancer. Victories in the dark. Hi, I'm Mimi Hall. And I'm Leanna House. And you're listening to Thanks Cancer. We are two cancer friends. And we're not doctors. We're not nurses. We're not shrinks. We're not psychics. We're not shamans. No, and cancer's pretty hard, too. I mean, cancer's a little hard. You might hear some swearing words in the episode. Ben, we hope you'll enjoy it. This is the podcast we wish that we had when we were going through our treatment. And we are live. We're back. We're back. I mean, we didn't really go anywhere, but I guess we kind of took the summer off. It was a summer to take You off. know what? We went into loving isolation. <laughs> we did. Without talking about it. We just were like, okay, in loving silence. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. And I think, I mean... For me, at any rate, God, I have been in isolation as we all have been since March now. It's it's the long March. March 2020. Oof, the long March. And yeah, um, this is a bunch. It's just, you know, we're in fall now. That's when we're recording this in October of 2021. And who would have thought it would have gone on this long? The whole COVID thing, in and out of masks. I mean, and isolation. conceptualizing this going on for like 18 months. Exactly. And so one of the things we wanted to talk about tonight is just about isolation. And just a shout out to our brothers and sisters who are out there going through cancer with this too. Oh, I can't even imagine. No, we have thoughts, but we really don't know <laughs> what that's like. I know what they're like separately, but I have to imagine that together they're even worse somehow. Toxic. I mean, I have not been dealing well, like with the isolation like it's been it's been hard and we've all had our coping mechanisms like cats are one of my coping mechanisms and like going on walks oh my god so much walking well, places I've never wanted to go <laughs> working from home is like a an adjustment or not working from home oh yeah I've, I've been looking for work through all of this nightmare because I had been working at the airport prior to this and I'm not doing that again and so that's just been a complete shit show you know I mean that's it's just it's really weird and tough <laughs> So I've recently had some experience with isolation. Right. So, I mean, so Leanna relies very heavily on the Twitter as sort of just this like coming up for air, going to take a little coffee break, going to do a little Twitter, right? She's the one who manages our Twitter account. So tell us, Leanna, what has happened? And that's been a way of you connecting during isolation, which it is for a lot of us, right? Like I too. And we also, we talked about this on both of our our episode about like connecting online and how much more important that is now with coronavirus. Right. So So, tell us what happened to the Thanks Cancer Twitter account. Okay. So the Thanks Cancer Twitter account got locked for 24 hours for violation, alleged violation of their rules surrounding harassment and abuse. And the Twitter conversation went like this. I said, breast cancer is losing track of how many people have seen your tits. Hilarious. Accurate. Twitter compliant. One carcinome says, I told my radiation doc more people had seen my boobs than if I were a pole dancer. Hilarious. Jane, Jane, you're hilarious. Jane. And then Liam, who's another carcinome, says, get cancer, lose your dignity. Simple. I'm like, oh, Liam, you're like hurting my heart. So I respond, get cancer 
answer, learn that you can be dignified even when naked. Anyway, I got blocked for abuse and harassment. And I'm like, okay. Anyway, so I can't get back on unless I confess to breaking the Twitter rules or appealing. So right now I'm appealing. And the key phrase here is get cancer because that's used as a derogatory term. Or you're just inferring because they don't let you know. They don't let you know. Well, they let you know that you broke rule number whatever for abuse and harassment. That's it. No specificity about your actual crime. So I think get cancer is seen as aggression. Or maybe the naked? Well, I mean, just actually, just for our audience, like, note this. Because, Christ, again, like, back, we're already so isolated. And in a lot of our lingo, it'll say, like, get cancer, got cancer. Right. Although I think get cancer is a negative phrase. Well, but what's funny is that I got told get cancer, and that wasn't abuse and harassment, but be, me saying get cancer Was is the, the exact tits? same thing. Was it the tits? No, it wasn't that tweet that got flagged. I mean, the tits. Like, I have tweeted way more questionable things. If anyone out there is interested in taking on our case, (laughs) we're still locked. It's been, what, a week? No, it's been, like, two and a half. (sighs) It's been two and a half weeks for us. Um, We have a lot of followers who are, like, very aligned with us. Leanna was feeling super, you can imagine what she was like the first few days of being blocked. She was like, and I have things to say, but I cannot say them. I can't say them. I don't have, I got used to, like, connecting people and used to, like, people listening to me when I said something. Right. And used to just, like, having someone who's going to sympathize yeah. Um, with whatever it is. And so ha- going back to, I have like alternative Twitter accounts because Thanks Cancer isn't my only one, but still like a lot of cancer social media, no one likes, no one retweets, no one. No, it's very depressing. It's very depressing. Yeah. Like, and this is not just Twitter. This is Instagram. This is Reddit. This is wherever. Your audience keeps dying. <laughs> oh my goodness. I have thought so much about like how many I of my know. followers, and I know some of them but some of them just fade away I know I know and that's why I worried we well anyway but you know this whole process has been one of truncation I think like you know we started out and we went into isolation and it was one level of like okay we're only going to be in this for two weeks and then it sunk in like wait that trip you're planning in May definitely not going to happen oh no the trip you're planning in the fall or whatever the event the getting back to work next year right it's all just been so truncated and limiting right like it just comes more and more and more and like your world gets smaller and totally and I mean I and I've done that too with myself like so I noticed like at a certain point I was just like I can't handle too many people like it was this was like after the pod like we all needed to be in pods and we all needed to like you know isolate for real that this is like after vaccination I just realized like oh my god I can't see too much of other people right now well and like managing other people well everyone's out of practice too being social like we don't have anything to talk about and everyone's super stressed right very stressed and if you're like even if you're not inherently stressed like go for a drive and like someone will almost hit you and you'll be like ah now I'm so stressed you know what I mean like because it is like people have forgotten like a lot of like social ways 
of being, I think. Well, and just like our capacity. No, it's just too much of a max out. I mean, it's too, and then, and then like the whole like in and out of the masks, like I'm, I honestly just am like, here in the Boston area, let's just say Southern New England, every single place you go is different with the masks down to the town. And I find that maybe more annoying than anything. Cause it's like, okay, so for instance, maybe if you're listening to this podcast, you're going to a cancer center or hospital with some frequency, obviously put on your mask. Yes. And the hospitals have been very consistent in their requirements. Yeah. And it's so easy. You just know how to read the room. You're just like, okay, I'm going to put my mask on. So much easier than, oh, mask wearing strongly encouraged. What does that mean? Yeah. (laughs) That means you've copped out. And sometimes they have like a caveat for the vaccinated people and sometimes they don't. It's so vague. It's so vague. It's so vague. And I wish there was just a little beepy thing where we could beep our vaccinations, but then it's like, oh my God, you're controlling people. So I don't know. I mean, I just, I find the consistency, the lack of consistency to be uh, just one of those constant statics. Like, like, you know, you'll just like suddenly put your mask on and walk into a shop, like in a town, like 18 minutes out of Boston. And now you're the weirdo for wearing the mask. And (laughs) versus in Boston where everyone wears masks. Ah. This is like further isolating people because you don't know how to interact. Well, okay. So that brings us to this. This is so much. So one of the things that I have said throughout this process is very much like the cancer process. Oh, and yes, this has been very much like the cancer Awkward. process. Awkward. You, you <laughs> like everybody's like life is on pause. Yes, more or less, and lots of focus on the hospital. Lots of focus on healthcare and and feeling really stressed out. And when is it going to end? And it never ends. So, because when I was going through the cancer process, I did not isolate at all. Right. Right. I was, I mean, I was isolated because my family is very far away um, across the country. But they all came. But they all came out. And so every weekend or every other weekend I had help. So I wasn't isolated in the same way. But I know that some people like choose not to even tell anyone about cancer or choose to because now you have the number of people you can have restricted. You can't have people in the cancer center. You could always have a person or group with you. But you, I don't think there was a restriction on how many people you could have with you at a chemotherapy visit. No. I mean, you had, you could have as many people as you could keep from annoying everyone else. That's maybe not even true because there were some people who brought in groups that were consistently annoying to me. <laughs> in my same cycle, this one girl, she always had balloons and cake. It was always a countdown. And, and here's the thing. Okay, so I was one of those people who isolated and I would look at her and I wouldn't be, I mean, I'd be, I wouldn't be annoyed, but I'd just also sort of be amazed that like that's how she wanted to do it. Because the idea of like, first of all, the idea of eating cake, <laughs> bad cake. Well, and just and balloons, like I'm anything. so politically opposed. Eating literally anything. And I'm environmentally opposed to balloons. I do think they give the world cancer and they kill sea creatures, all of it. My nurse got me a cake for my last chemo and I was like, oh, I don't want to eat this at all. I didn't eat. I fasted before my chemo. So like the idea of eating cake and having a fan and also like having a group of like six with me, I, I like never, never like I would go with him with my mom or a friend. I maxed or maybe out at two. two. Yeah, two. Right, right. I can't, the idea of it. But so I felt, I've, so I go to the cancer center more often than you do, I think, because I go once a month. 
right now. So right now. Yeah, right now. Whatever. It's not a competition. It's not a competition that you want to win. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I go I, to the cancer center. No, I work time. at the cancer center. I know, but so you haven't been going into the office. Fair, so fair. that's what I'm saying. I think I do go there more than you, which is weird for treatment. For treatment, for sure. <laughs> yes, for, for treatment, treatment, for, for sure. sure. And so I've been going in consistently during this time, like once a month minimum. Usually it's like whatever, like more than that. Okay. So I look at it and I'm like, this is so much nicer than before. Because I don't have to deal with like the cake family and the balloon family every single time. I don't have to deal with like the young survivor got cancer in her 20s and everyone wants to talk with her and like whatever like it's less people you have more space you have to be socially distanced you have a mask on the like the whole like people playing like the slot machine games with high volume seems to have gone away because everyone's just like you know solemn times you um, know playing like candy crush with the sound on oh my god i wanted to kill people at various points where i was just like there's there should not be allowed is a sentence safe people are dead so i now I feel like there's there's sort of I think the isolation actually is kind of nice like I I don't know I just want to put that out there for people who are going through this because you don't know the difference I'm sure because the way we used to do it was with there was always like who's your helper now it's like oh leave your helper now it's in the like car. can I, you have a helper oh my god like what about the poor caregiver and their isolation because I mean, they're just like shunted to whatever and at certain points things have not been open Oh, yeah. What do you do with yourself? At the beginning, you weren't, especially in Boston, you weren't allowed to, like, park anywhere nearby. And so do you just, like, drive around in circles? Well, I had to take a friend in for a biopsy procedure for her breast and at Beth Israel in Boston. And um, I was able to park the car, was not able to go up with her, and I had to go to a Cafe Nero all I could find that was open and sit in like the cold hallway outside with a wind blowing <laughs> listening to lots of researchers talk about their research cuddled over my cappuccino that I didn't really want but I was like it's a place for me to sit I was like a homeless helper it sucked well the 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 isolation if one person is isolated that like just sends ripples out to everyone else it's not good. It's not good. I also think that the ripples go out to, like, even the care team. Like, you don't see the faces of the the doctors don't see the faces of the patients. The patients don't see the faces right. of the doctors. Right. Like, you don't even have, like, I've had a hard time even understanding people sometimes. Oh, no. Sometimes if they have on. a thick accent or you have a thick accent to them, whichever. Like, it's just, and just or like, someone's hard of hearing or if it's just a very tight mask. Also, also like 90% of communication is not verbal or whatever yeah. it is. And you're missing all of that, like, connection with your care team no it's it's really like you've never seen your oncologist face I don't know that I would want someone to cut off my breast if I had never seen their face it's just one of those times though like it's just a horrible time to have cancer and this has happened before it's happened in world war ii people were getting cancer you know it's what was treatment like back then I don't know I don't think you got treatment. I mean, my grandfather saw his grandmother out for the last, like, I don't know, six weeks of her life, I guess. She had breast cancer, and it ruptured through her skin, and it was septic. And, like, he was probably traumatized for the rest of his life, like, with the smells. 
and the sounds of her dying and having no way of taking care of the pain. I don't think they had access to morphine or anything like that. This was well, in America. And, and dying of cancer can be a very painful process. I, yeah, like stage four death. Yeah. Before that, they didn't even have the way that you dealt with cancer during these periods of upheaval have always been extra terrible, I feel like. I think so. I mean, I read about um, Abigail Adams' uh, mastectomy in the 1800s. John Adams' John Adams' daughter. daughter. Okay. Who was one of the presidents. And In what year? I think 1812. Okay. Okay. And there was, for so long, there was just nothing you could do about the pain. Mm. There was no painkillers. You just, well, I think we're talking about, like, going through cancer at a hard time, though. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it is. It's like just going through cancer at a hard time. I mean, and I'll just bring it back to now, which is to say, like, God, like, we just started to have, like, a community, I feel. Like, we're just starting to have, like, this, like, delicate bud of communities springing forth. From, like, the cancer social media and the well, new surviving. survivors. Just surviving. Like, before we didn't survive. Now we're surviving. There's this little gentle little baby sprig, like, shooting up through the ground. And COVID's just kind of like, duh, duh, duh. and you know, there's going to be a lot more people who've gotten cancer or more advanced stage cancers diagnosed because Everyone's everything was away. shut right for a year and a half solid. So it's just like one of those things where it's like, oh my God, this is like brand new that we even get to talk about this. And it's just this little bit of a rewind, not yeah. necessarily a re, I don't want to say a full rewind. Well, it's a wrench in the works. Agreed. For sure. <laughs> so there are positives to it. I mean, look, I chose to be isolated just of my own accord without a without a COVID around. And I think the positive is, is like you're putting yourself on pause during a time when the whole world is at pause. So that's nice. I mean, that's really nice because that's one of, the, one of the things that I think you and I both talked about was like, oh, the world is passing us by while we're fighting off death. Well, you know, and if cancer. you can't go on your Europe trip when you're going through treatment, well, no one else can either. In yeah. solidarity. Or whatever. That's you nice. can't move on with your career or your life. Like a lot of things are on pause right now. So that is a benefit is that you're pausing in tune with the rest of the world. Right. Cold comfort, but some comfort, I think. Well, at least if I can't feel good, no one can feel good. Yeah, I think that's right. And I, I don't know. I also found it to be a very rich creative time when I was going through isolation. Like there was just a lot of time for me to like paint and write and just get in touch with parts of myself that had been dormant for a long time. And I think that in general, yeah, this is, this has felt to me like, oh, here's another opportunity. At this point, I'm a little pissed off by it though. You know, shout out to my friends who've been through cancer and then went through the pandemic. Like this is exhausting. It's like, oh, second wave. What fun of isolation and confusion and job loss and blah, 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 blah. But like, I mean, it's hard to maintain like the creativity and the like using I felt like both with the pandemic and with cancer, like I should use my time to like, I don't know, do something creative or to, you know, write a book or to create a community or create a podcast. But at the same time, like, maybe you're just dealing with enough frozen in fear, you're frozen in fear through some of it, you know, it just feels like it takes all of your energy, I think, just to put one foot in front of the other and I think um, creativity takes a certain amount of courage and like I don't know good energy yeah good vibe. I'm just impressed that you had the energy to do what? what I'm saying oh well thanks I mean I don't know I have not found my performance to be particularly
particularly impressive for myself. But I also feel like I've cut myself some slack because honestly, like having to go through like for, for me personally, and I think this is so many people like I went through a divorce. It was awful, but I got through it. And it was like, it's all been in these three year cycles. So I, I'm just getting through my divorce and boom, I get diagnosed with cancer. Fuck. Ugh. Now I get my life again after, together again after that three years, almost exactly. What's up with this cycle? And then boom, pandemic. Get laid off or not laid off, whatever. I was furloughed, you know, it doesn't matter. And now recreate again. So I'm just like, it's just, it's the, and I think so many of us have gone through that where it's like, I just got up from underneath the wave. Mm. Oh, here comes another and you could take a deep breath and you go in, you know, and you're just like, okay. And so that's, I, yeah, I don't know if I feel super impressed with my attitude. And I, I don't know. I just haven't felt inspired so much by myself this, this round. I think it's gotten worn down a little bit. Although, you know, I'll break a sketch out now and then. Well, every time you have to like build back up, I feel like you have less energy. I think there's a certain amount of resentment that takes energy. For me, it's just to be, just to own it a hundred percent. Like, and I try to let go of that because it's useless. <laughs> I mean, there's no point. There's just like, no like point. What are you resenting? Right? Like, who cares? No one. It's not like if you resent, it's not like it's not personal. Like, none of it's personal. I, it, but but it, does it feel personal? Oh hell yes! And and so, well, it is. It is personal because you're alone. Who else is it going to be about? At the end of the day, you just feel like, I think we've talked about this before, but you like get through cancer. Everyone calls you a survivor. Isn't it great? (laughs) Sometimes it's just like, why did I survive? Like if Uh, someone had told me when I was going through cancer, like, hey, hey, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? You just finished this in 20, was it like 2018 is when I was kind of finishing it up, right? 2017, 2018. Hey, guess what? In three more years. You're going to go through an international pandemic. You've been like, what? (laughs) And you're going to have to recreate all over again. I would have been like, what? I would have been like, no, thanks. I don't want to. I don't want to. But, you know, I think that's the thing is that there's never any choice with this stuff that comes to health. No one ever chooses ill health or pandemics. No. No one ever chooses any of it. I mean, you can just choose how you react to the situation. The one thing that I have, I won't say enjoyed, but I have appreciated, like, the way disaster lets you see yourself really clearly. Yes. And isolation means that that's all you're seeing. I think that's true. I... Yeah. I also, I think for a lot of us and myself included, it's clarified like what you want and what you need and what you can live without. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't know the importance of eggs. (laughs) (laughs) I've been eating so many eggs. (laughs) You have been eating a lot of eggs. Well, I've been eating. Yeah, I know. I love eggs. I've been eating hardly any eggs. Well, I've been eating a lot of eggs and the work it's working for me. You know, and I've realized like, like there's some things that I love in life and one of them is eggs and I don't need a lot else. I <laughs> eat it for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. There's so many ways to eat it. It's a great source of protein. It's a great source of protein. Okay, we're way off the rails. No, we're not. I think that, okay, so we're going to move into protocols right now. Or protocols for dealing with isolation. I'm going to say 
embrace what you love and don't let your friends sway you. Like, you know, I love eggs. They're giving me pleasures. <laughs> and my friend Leanne is being judgy and saying, I don't even eat any eggs. Well, I don't care. The it's isolation. It's isolate, and that's the, that's the advantage of being isolated. It's like, you know what? I'm going to eat my eggs in isolation. No one's the wiser. <laughs> And do there should there to. should be no judgment. I will I will let go. Of it's my okay. Judgment. No, I don't care. I didn't really think it was too judgy, but I just want to say like just just find things that you love, you know. And I think also don't put too much pressure on the creativity thing for sure. Really, anything. I mean, I don't know. I a hundred percent agree with that. Cancer is like I won't say an excuse, but like definitely a reason to like pull back and Mm -hmm. allow like give yourself grace and during a worldwide pandemic absolutely okay so my protocol is try not to die yeah because this is really bad i mean this is real like i can't even imagine the people who are getting who got sick during coronavirus yeah or died during coronavirus or worse both yeah like just what uh what a shitty experience. It's bad. And there have been, you know, some things, some stories I've heard about where people's procedures are delayed because they've got a COVID surge. And that this, this is very hard. Ugh. This is very hard, I think. And, um, you know, and shortages of things affect people getting care, all of it. It's just, it's, yeah, it's try not to get sick. Try, how about, try not to get sick and die, which is advice for any times, but especially now. <laughs> oh God. Especially now, really try. Now, more I than mean, ever. I mean, as we just said, like, there's no choice in any. <laughs> more than ever, try not to get sick and die. <laughs> more than ever, uh, you don't have a choice. And yeah, I think, I mean, I think that's right. And so we, we would love to hear actually from you guys too about how it has been going through active cancer treatment, full on cancer treatment during the pandemic. So hopefully our Twitter will go back up at some point. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think it will. Um, I have some like insiders Twitter ish, but I don't. I TBD. Yeah, and also if anyone TBD. can help us out with that, but yeah, hook us the hook up with us through social media or email, but maybe social media because our emails in isolation too. <laughs> Loving isolation. Loving isolation. Loving isolation. Yeah. All right. Do we have any other protocols? No, I think. Look, I think we just need to hear more protocols from others. Okay, <laughs> that sounds like a plan. Yeah, in loving receipt of people's advice on loving isolation. All right. Well, thanks in advance. <laughs> for all of the mailed-in protocols. Thanks, Cancer. Thanks, Cancer. That was our episode. Thanks for listening to Thanks, Cancer. If you guys enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you would give us a review on iTunes or Google Play. And you can find us on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook at Thanks, Cancer. And please, we'd love to hear from you your stories. Your protocols. Exactly. Advice that you have to share with the community. So send us your audio files at info at thankscancer.com. Well, the traffic stopped you lay on the horn and you ask yourself, where is my cancer unicorn? But we're at the gate with your cancer card. We're your passport date. Trees in the dark. <laughs>